Rise and shine, you're listening to The Complete Guide to Coholand. My name is Zach. My name is Ryan. We are here today to talk about Tile D9. Yes. What's in D9? It's the Dream Shrine. Oh, that sounds ominous. Mmm, it's a big deal. It's a substantial deal. Uh... Let's just describe what's on the exterior to begin with. So you're in Mabe Village. Uh, there's kind of a path that runs from below up and then to the left, uh, mm-hmm. past a kind of small stone hut. Uh, yes. Yes. It's it's odd. Um, I think we got it. Yeah, we got a chance to see how the Dream Shrine looks in the remake. Oh, did we? Yes. Did they make it look better? They made it look bigger, I think. Oh, I like the way it looks, though. Um, oh, it's not that. I'm looking at it now. Um, it's still pretty small, but the version in this game, because of those uh, tiles that are like the fence behind Urura's house, right? Yeah. Um, it makes it look like this dream shrine is like almost like the the bricks come up to like three feet and you have to actually climb down into the earth to enter this space like uh-huh. this is the top of a bunker uh-huh um so in the remake it looks like more of a building normal building okay i gotcha i gotcha uh the stone is the same as the house by Uru's house right yeah that's cool reuse of assets mm-hmm. um uh, the entrance to the shrine is blocked by three rocks. Yes. Uh, I guess to make it visually striking? Well, think about it. If, like, th- this tile is accessible at the very beginning of the game. If... Uh, what? Oh, it's, I realize it's because then you have to be able to exit the tile. What? Like... Or not, not the tile, but to, the the reason there's a gap in front of the door is because when you come out, you have to be able to stand somewhere. Oh, I see what you mean. In my head, I'm like, why don't they just put a rock right in front of it? And it's like, no, dummy, that's that's not going to work. Oh, I see. That's what my thing was. Sorry to interrupt your thing with me well, having a very easy realization. <laughs> the, if, the, uh, if there weren't any rocks at all, then you could just walk in there and have this bizarre dream sequence at the very beginning of the game. Mm. They don't want that. Just like with uh, the tile we were talking about in the last episode, these rocks are there to block your path and make you think, oh, I better go there later. Yeah. And build anticipation. And, um, like, save this, the, the experience of the dream shine. Not, like until you're ready to get the item that you get in there but until the story has moved on enough that the dream sequence is going to make narrative sense it reminds me a lot of twin peaks um where i keep thinking that the amazing terrifying uh first red room sequence is in episode two, but it's not. It's in episode three, isn't it? Oh, goodness. You're going to put me on spot. Uh, is it not end of episode one? It's not in episode one. Okay. 
Um, cause oh, it is at the end of episode two. It's got to be episode two. No. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Or is it episode two? Do we need to pause the podcast? Did and I like watch the first episode actually of Twin Peaks? accidentally off by one error my <laughs> understanding of Twin Peaks? Uh, yeah, I, it's episode two. Okay. There we go. End of episode two, because then beginning of episode three, you get Tibetan logic, which is awesome. Yes. Uh, uh, I find it hard to believe that I need to back up. When talking about how Link's Awakening was influenced by Twin Peaks, the uh, developers who were involved in those decisions talk about it in terms of like, Koholint as a place full of suspicious types. And they don't talk about the importance of dreams in the two stories. Or, I guess by suspicious types, they might be talking about weirdness in general. But, um, I find it hard to believe that people who were watching Twin Peaks weren't thinking about that at all when they made this dream shrine a thing mm. in their game. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, we'll, we'll come, hmm. Uh, let's keep going and then I'll circle back to something. Well, I when you to... get the power bracelet, yeah, you can go inside and uh-huh. there's nothing in there but like a platform. You have to climb up onto a platform. Okay, so I you need to stop you. A... Okay. <laughs> Are you, do you go up the stairs or down the stairs? I oh can my never, gosh. I can't tell which and it bugs me and I'm like, I can't. It's one of those things that it could be read as either. Well, it's got to be up the stairs. Are you looking at it right now? No, but wouldn't it make more sense if it was down because you're going down into a pit? I think you're right that it would make more sense that it's going down. But look at the, like, go to the Zelda wiki article about it and look at the interior map. I'm I'm walking over to it right now. It'll take a second while we're still talking about this. Anyways, keep going into your description. I will figure this out. So obviously at, at the edges of the map square, the outside edges represent the top of the wall. Those are lighter than the parts at the bottom of the wall. And so if you apply that logic to the tiles representing the wall, the like platform slash pit that the bed is in slash on, the lighter parts are on the inside. That means that you're going up the stairs. Yeah, that checks out. Okay, you're right. I agree that... Um, having it at the bottom of a pit would be possibly more potent. It'd be more sinister. As a vision, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see that now. And that probably checks with the platforms inside the bed. Hold on. Anyways, uh, what happens in the Dream Shine, Ryan? Well, all you can do is climb up onto that bed and go to sleep. And when Link sleeps in this bed, he has a dream. And in the dream, he is in this room where there are some mimic guys it's like a hey that's just like in twin peaks oh no doppelganger uh yes but they're they don't look like evil kyle mclaughlin they look like uh they look like kirby guys don't they no these are the little cactus dudes yeah that's what i mean Oh, like they, you're thinking? Oh, you're thinking like the um the 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 cappies. Cappies. Yeah. They look like cappies. Kind of cappies. No, but they're like similar. It's you know there there's a lot of 
squint test Japanese yes. style enemies going uh, on. But they they're called arm mimics, and they uh, walk in like the opposite direction that you're walking, and uh, there's uh, broken breaking floors underneath you that make it hard to just walk up to these guys and kill them. Yeah. If you get past all of them, you get to a chest, or you'll get to climb up onto another platform and then on top of another platform. So it's like the dream contains a vision of itself within itself. Right. Um, it's like a ziggurat. And the first uh, chest has 50 rupees in it. Right. But there's also a weird obstacle. And this is maybe the first time you've seen it depending on what order you do no possibly no you would have seen it in the dream anyways yeah you would have seen this object but it's one of those crystals it's one of those crystals that you have to hit with the pegasus boots to get past yes and the pegasus boots in general make the dream shine more navigable because yeah because you can zoom through those arm mimics you plow through the enemies and then you don't stop on any of the tiles that fall out underneath you so the intention is that you need to come here with the Pegasus boots to get everything you want. Well, I think it's it's really neat how like they don't stop you from coming in without the Pegasus boots. You can get those 50 rupees without the Pegasus boots, mm-hmm. but it will be tricky. And then when you come back, when you have the same dream again, but you're better equipped with stuff from the real world, then you can conquer the dream. How bananas is this game? It's a lot. It's a lot. I think here's a moment I can say that their music in here is unique and is sort oh. of the Ballad of the Windfish. Now I gotta listen to it because I don't actually remember it. Let's listen to it. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Uh, it's gonna quote the Ballad of the Windfish a little bit in just a second. There it is. So. So it's it's it kind of. The Battle of the Windfish is obviously a motif that shows up all over the game. Yes. Um, which is makes sense. It's his game. Uh, and then you go up, you get past the crystal, so you go climb up to the other side of the little ziggurat thing, and mm-hmm. you get the ocarina. Yes. Uh, it is explicitly the ocarina in this game, unlike Link to the Past, where they still called it the flute, even mm-hmm. though it was clearly an ocarina. And in Japanese, was it a situation where they called it the the one thing in one game and another thing in the next? In the case of Link to the Past, I don't actually know the answer to that question. Oh. I'm going to say that it could be that, or it could... It, and the reason I'm going to say the reason they went with flute is probably a throwback to LOZ. Hmm. They wanted... Because they, LOZ had a flute. Um... And they were like, yeah. well, we'll just call it the flute because that's what it was in LZ, and people remember that game. So, And ocarinas are not going to be a big deal in Zelda going forward. Wait, so we can in just... Link to the Past, uh, the flute was called Ocarina. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. obviously an ocarina. So um, I think it might be a case where the localizers of Link to the Past said, we're not going to put this goofy word in the game. Let's yep. call it a flute and simplify things. Yep, Dan Osen. Dan Simplifier. Uh, I actually don't know if he localized that game. Maybe. Possibly. Um, you get the ocarina. Uh, and yes. then you walk out. You walk out of a door. Out of a door, and then you're awake. So this is Twin Peaks all over the place. 
and you wake up from your dream. You wake up. Oh, it was all a dream. Oh, wait. Except it wasn't because you have the ocarina. Yes. So this happens. This necessarily happens after you get the Pegasus boots in Key Cavern. Mm -hmm. Before you uh, use the ocarina um, later. Well, the ocarina is cool. Oh, that's right. The ocarina, you don't have to... It's not, like, required until much later. Like, you can get away with not having it until you until you need it to open up Turtle Rock. Isn't that right? Oh, you would need it to get the Flying oh, the, Rooster. Oh, the, the Flying Rooster. Yeah, right. you, the first time you would need it is the Flying Rooster. Um, so it's, like, an optional item, kind of, for, like, a third of the game. Which is bonkers. Um, it's, it's bonkers in this game. Where everything else is pretty linear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it sets the Dream Shrine apart as a very weird entity in the game. Mm-hmm. In a game where mm-hmm. everything else is planned pretty well. Not that this isn't planned, but it's like your steps are laid ahead of you in a very specific way. Right. Like most Zelda games. And this is kind of like, ah, get to it when you want to get to it. Very strange. The Ocarina, when you get it, you can play it but you just put out a clunky set of notes that don't sound like anything. Um, and I won't go into the songs now, but the idea that this game comes up with, uh, which Nintendo, you know, maybe revisited later on, uh, is the idea that unlike LOZ and Link to the Past, where you just get the thing and you know the song to play and you get mm-hmm. the benefit, is that you have to find people on Koholint, uh to teach you songs. And you learn their songs, and their songs have different effects. Uh, which I'm is gonna, cool. Yeah. It's, it's very so cool. cool. It's really they, sweet. They almost should make another game based on that concept. <laughs> um, it seems like... Oh, I'm going to go back to Twin Peaks. Please. Dale Cooper has this dream. He wakes up from the dream, and he says, I know who killed Laura Palmer. Then in the beginning of the third episode, we find out that, like, he believes in the dream he learned who killed Laura Palmer, but the information was encoded, and he has to figure out how to, he has to solve the code, is how he puts it, Um, has to, like, manipulate the information he got from the dream in order to uh, solve the mystery. In the same way... This dream gives Link the thing he needs to open up the egg. It gives him the ocarina that he's going to play the Ballad of the Windfish on. Right. But that doesn't, like, that dream information or that dream item has to be, uh, you know, informed by outside, quote unquote, real information in order to be useful. Cool. That's cool. <sighs> so, what's the nature of the Dream Shrine? Is he having a dream within a dream? Of course he is. Okay. I mean... What's up with this... My note, my, my question here for you is, what's up with this dream within a dream thing? I think it's... um, Besides, like, you can imagine something very similar being in, like, Link to the Past, a game that doesn't have a lot of thematic depth, and you, you get the instrument, the flute, from this dream, and it's just like a cute thing to put in the game in this game where we're going to find out that it's all a dream later on 
this is like foreshadowing kind of like why would i be able to keep this thing that i found in a dream oh wait it's because i didn't actually change states i've been in a dream all along that's cool yeah this is a cool tile uh, so good i have two other notes that are relevant uh at some point one of the quadruplets is here yeah uh, which we'll talk about later, but they're uh, people that they're they're a group that lives in the town. I just want to give a shout out to that one, and then uh, the Oak Arena here again first showed up in Link to the Past, but actually, I found a game that had an Oak Arena before Link to the Past. Yes, Willow on the NES, which was the sort Willow of on the NES, which sort of has it's a, it's sort of a Zelda ish thing, although it has like leveling up. Uh, you actually get an ocarina in that one that does let you fast travel, and it's actually an ocarina and it's blue. And I was like, "What?" So, so but that does that predate Link to the Past? Oh, by quite a bit, by quite a bit. So what's going on? I looked very hard and tried to find a connection between the devs on that game and devs on future zelda and could not find a connection but like well there doesn't have to be the same guy but that means that someone on link to the past may have just played willow like to check out the competition and I, said oh a blue flute that lets you fast travel yeah something like that or maybe there's one actually in the movie willow i haven't seen the movie willow in probably like 10 years so if maybe there's an ocarina in there wouldn't it be great if the <laughs> arena that's such a huge part of zelda lore over the decades is because of something in the movie willow just like a background shot or something just obscure and it's like oh that's what that's about so who can say anyways uh i think that's all i got to say about the dream shrine other than it's a real good tile oh it's a real good tile this is a very focal point in the game a Uh, tough act to follow tough act to follow i'd hate to beat the tile next wouldn't you say the same thing? Tile uh, 04? 